0: Feed. Me. More. Feed. Me. More. Feed.
1: Me. More. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Footy Feast podcast. We are the place that you tune in for if you're hungry for more footy content. I'm back again this
0: week with Craig for episode 2. Hello, Craig? Yeah, feeling good today. That COVID's gone and uh, a few lingering effects, but we're happy with life beauty uh we've also got our other
1: co-host rick joining us for the first time rick how are we
2: i'm good let's go baby podcast one for me podcast two for you boys
1: now you couldn't make it last week to the first episode which um questions your loyalty a little bit but you're probably still coming up with some pathetic excuse why you couldn't make it but um why don't you kick us off this week with a little bit about why you're on the podcast and um, a
2: bit about yourself all right so obviously i'm rick here for the podcast. And um, so I'm also in our home league, the Keeper Bradley Cup. I'm one of the new expansion teams. Might I say the better expansion team. Um, I'm also a two-time champion of the ANFL Single Season League. So got a little bit of fantasy credentials here. Brought my BFT hat. May not be a footy one, but I've got a hat here. And yeah, that's probably it. I work at Bunnings. So if you want some footy advice, come into Bunnings Adelaide Airport. I'll hook you up with some good items and we'll get some uh, footy talk going.
0: Can you get us any trade jumpers or what, or are they just off the table?
2: They're off the table. I can probably hook you up with some photos of footy players that I regularly collect, so they'll be up on our Facebook page at some point, just for a laugh. All
1: right, let's move on to some footy content. Let's get feeding.
0: All right, Craig's apparently got some uh, breaking news for us. Okay, you've heard it first. Club statement from the Collingwood Football Club. The Collingwood Football Club advises player Jordan DeGoey has been granted personal leave by the club and will not take place in the round fifteen match to be played. He's been absent from training all week and the club will continue to support him on his return to football program. Now I know we weren't planning on talking about this, but this is live at hand. He is a no show at the club. What do you reckon?
2: DeGoey, DeGoey, the Degoe. gone.
0: He's in hiding. I don't know why. Like, what's his issue? He was quite happy to put out a statement and have a good time in Bali, but now he's running away from it all. Is this him or is this the club saying, we want you behind the scenes to get away? Does this uh, article at the moment
1: just say that it's only for round 15?
0: This only says from round 15 by the Collingwood Football Club, this is a statement to go out as we speak. But he hasn't been there all week. He hasn't faced the media all week. They said he got a fine that's suspended, but now he's not even playing. Like, this seems a mixed message to me. I don't know, given the statement that he said earlier in
1: the week, just after it happened, and I read another one the other day of him apologising, saying his actions were um, were out of line and it's something that he's working on and um, consistently working on. But
2: I think this sounds like the club, to be honest.
0: Well, he's not injured, is he? he so he's just taking personal leave.
2: Just on what you said, Pete, <laughs> as soon as anybody gets caught, they're going to come out and spit, fire out what the media wants to hear and be in a position to come back to football. Exactly.
1: So if he's saying all that, and then, like, he basically, the vibe I got from him was he's like, well, I was having a good time. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have done it. However, I, I don't see an issue with it. So if he if, if he's released that statement, then why isn't he at training? Is that, I don't think it's on him. I think the club's probably saying, well, I reckon we need a minute to reevaluate your situation and um, take some personal
2: leave while we do that. Yeah, 100%. If he didn't have this personal history, there would have been nothing to it. But the fact that he broke his hand in a fight and there's been other things with goalie, it doesn't look good for the club. Whereas if this was another player, they went to Bali, had a little bit of a mishap, they wouldn't be sitting out a week. They would have just done a little bit of an apology and they'll come back. But this guy, he's got history.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, no show from the Goey raises more questions than if he did turn up. Yeah, I agree. I read a quote earlier in the week that said um, clubs
1: don't own their players, they employ their players. So I think if, if Collingwood don't like it, then get rid of him and someone else will pick him up. Sounds good to me.
2: Straight to the next topic. Where do you sit on that, Craig, being a Collingwood supporter? You reckon Dugowie's at Collingwood next year?
0: I thought before this incident that I was pro Dugowie staying. Now, I don't know where I sit, to be honest. It's a bit of a get out of jail um, that he's come out with his statement blaming some issues that he has, Um I don't know if I want him there. I didn't want him there initially, and I thought his form stacked up, that, yeah, I do want him there, but a tough week to be a Collingwood supporter sometimes.
1: All right, if, if Collingwood do get him on board, what, what, um, what kind of contract would you be happy to offer
0: first instance? You, you can't offer him any more than two years, and I, even that's a stretch because At if what? he leaves or something happens, mm. we're in another Dame Beam situation. We're we're fucked for the next three years paying his salary and he's not playing any football. So either it's a short-term deal or see you later. Go play five years at St. Kilda or Port Adelaide or the Crows, some other crap team, not the biggest team in
2: the land. Does the AFL actually have um, where you can put conditions on player contracts? That is a good question that I don't know off the top of my head. Because if so, you could offer him a decent deal, but you'd be putting conditions on his contract.
0: Well, I think there w- that's the only way you could offer him any more than two years would be that if you yeah. breach any one of these certain things, then your contract is instantly terminated with no payout. Like It's like any job. If you breach these things, then there's instant dismissal. So they'd have to write that into his contract. But would he be okay for you to write that into his contract?
1: Exactly. I mean, it's a, at the end of the day, it's an employment contract. So he's going to do the best he can to get the money out of it. You wouldn't sign a contract for longer than a couple of years with stipulations on it if you're Jordan degoy who's admittedly said that he's working on some issues.
0: That's correct. You only got so long to earn so much money. Why are you going to put that at risk by putting a contract statement in there that says you will get terminated instantly? It's like your employment at Bunnings being if you use this saw wrong, you're fired on the spot.
2: That happens in the real world. If you do something wrong at a job, you can be terminated. Yeah, but
1: when you say do, <laughs> some, do something wrong, Jordan Degowie has not done anything wrong by law, he's just he's just getting judged by the moral police at the moment.
2: True, I agree with you. I, I personally, I don't think Jordan has done anything wrong. If they tell them you've got a week off and you can go do what you want to do, as long as he didn't breach anything Collingwood specifically said not to do, it should be fine, and Collingwood probably should have backed him more.
1: I mean, I agree. At the end of the day, he's what, 25 or 26, I reckon? 25, 26? 26, 26 he's, he is. He's, <clears throat> he's old enough to make his own decisions. He's an adult, and like I said before, if the club doesn't like it then don't offer him a contract. What's her, whatever her name is, she's um she's come out and said that there's nothing to see here. So there's clearly nothing nothing wrong that's happened. Um, I just think that it was probably a stupid idea to go overseas for the, the break. I probably would have kept it within Australia, like go down to Byron or something like that, or Gold Coast or something. But, I mean, you don't have to go to Bali.
0: No, we don't obviously condone um, sexual harassment or anything like that against women, but um, what he did was obviously a bit of fun in his eyes and in her eyes and at the end of the day they're the ones that have to live with it not everyone else so everyone just needs to calm down a little bit and let him get on with his life and get on with your own life
2: what old mate Quainor and that other guy did is probably worse like that was close to sexual harassment than what jordan DeGoy was doing because obviously she's come out and said everything that happened in bali was consensual whereas they're just being chauvinistic and judging women on online i mean yeah that's I mean, yeah, if you, if you compare the two, I'd
1: probably say that, like you said, the TikTok video is probably worse than what Dugowie did, but I mean, that that's only got blown out of the waters because of the Dugowie incident. If Dugowie incident happened during the week, this probably would have been a headline for a day and that's it, but because of the Collingwood turmoil at the moment, that's why it's blown up.
0: Yeah, I think enough said. He's having a week off and I guess more will come out and we'll find out why he's having a week off. We have our suspicions here. So um, I'm just going to talk about
1: some AFL general topics now. Um. I don't know for those, uh, if you guys read during the week, but the AFL has announced 15 Thursday night games next year. Um, personally, I'm a fan of
2: Thursday night footy. What do you guys think? I agree. I think it's a really good thing. just gives you a bit of opportunity. Watch a bit of footy earlier in the week. The only time it is bad is if Port are playing, then like I have to actually make the commute into the city on a Thursday night to go and watch it. But as long as it's not my team at home, it's not bad. I enjoy it.
0: Well, I think there's... The statistics have shown that Adelaide gets the best crowds on a Thursday night, full stop. If there's going to be Thursday night games, they're coming here. I don't mind a Thursday night. I think it's good. gives us extra games during the week. I mean, I prefer to go on a weekend because it gives me something more to do, but I'm happy to sit and watch it on a Thursday night anyway. Footy's footy for me. Yeah, I
1: agree. I, I like the Thursday night footy. I think it's good. Um, I did read a few things on some threads during the week, though, that um, people were complaining about how that's uh, generally a selection night for local footy and uh, local footy trainings. But um, I think just sit at the club and watch afterwards is a great thing.
0: Just um, imagine being a, a player and you get your weekend off now because you played on a Thursday night. Like, you fly in Thursday night, you play footy, you got a 10-day break, essentially. Like, weekend off, that'd be pretty good.
2: Yeah, when I was playing at Golden Grove, our selection night was on a Thursday. We'd just have our chicken snitty burgers while watching the footy, waiting for the team to be selected. What's better than that? Exactly.
1: I, I think it's great. Sweet. What's next? All right, um Next is, I read during the week as well that the AFL is blaming e-ticketing for crowd numbers this year. Um, I think that's a load of crock. Crowd numbers are down just in general, but um, what do you guys think about that?
0: Well, I go every week and I have my membership card. So for me, it's not a big deal. That being said, when I go to other sports, like when I go to the Australian Open or when I go to a match that I'm only watching one ever, Liverpool versus Adelaide was one, Adelaide United grand final that ticket is like a collector's item for me on a weekly basis. I, I don't really give a shit more or less. If I get a paper ticket, like I'm happy with just a, a digital one, whatever's convenient really.
1: So I didn't, I didn't know this until just talking with Rick earlier today, but Adelaide Oval, like like we said last week on the podcast, Craig and I are Adelaide Oval members. We still have a physical ticket this year. They also gave us the option of a, of an e-ticket that now you can add to your Apple wallet, which is good. But, Port Adelaide, I was talking to Rick before, Port Adelaide have not given physical tickets this year for their membership either. It's all e-tickets. See, I didn't didn't realize that. I thought you still got a membership.
0: That's just lazy. Yeah.
2: You can get the membership card, but it doesn't have a barcode on there to scan in. So it's just like a cosmetic thing. Whereas, yeah, it's literally just e-tickets only.
0: Well, when we go to Melbourne on our Adelaide Oval tickets, we get free entry into the MCG, but we need our physical ticket there. So that's the beauty of having a physical ticket as an Adelaide Oval member as well, and then we can use our tickets for other people here at the same time.
2: Yeah, mine's just exclusively through the Port Power app.
0: Really? Okay. Well, that... See, yeah.
2: See, I didn't realise that they'd gotten rid of
1: physical tickets altogether. I thought they were talking about bringing back physical tickets if you're buying a ticket for the footy that week.
0: Well, I thought that's what well, they are, bringing back the paper ones. That's what they think is going to get people to go. But as a member, you'd still want your yearly ticket. Like Some people collect them. Not me personally, but I mean, I have all mine in a big pile. Like, look at all the different ones they send you over time.
2: But back to the original topic, no, the e-ticket has not stopped me from going to Port Power Games. It's an inconvenience, but no, I still go to games and I still enjoy it. I'd prefer to have a card that I can just swipe to get in, but the e-ticket, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think it's stopping people from going.
1: It might stop a few elderly people from going, but I mean, surely, it, I mean, it might stop a few thousand people coming, but it's not, it hasn't dropped 50% of the supporters like some of the clubs are getting this year.
0: I wouldn't have thought that's the reason people aren't going because they're not getting a, a ticket in their hand. I would have thought that's a pretty weak excuse if you ask me. Agreed. All right. I think we've covered that.
1: Let's move on. Um, I don't know if we talk about now. Tassie. Yeah, we can talk about Tassie. All
0: right.
2: Tassie, the Tassie team.
1: Thoughts on that? Is it going to happen, first of all?
0: I don't know that Rick lead off with this because he's pretty strong.
2: No, I don't think it will happen. It probably would be good to for it to happen. I don't want it to happen also if it means we're going to have an uneven amount of teams. Um, like if the North Melbourne to Tasmania was to happen, that's not a bad thing. But you can't just add one new team. Otherwise, I would be against it.
0: I like the idea of adding a brand new franchise. I think, honestly, we can get rid of a Melbourne team. Um, I'm open to relocation, but who wants to go for North Melbourne if they're in Tasmania? Like if I was in Tasmania and you brought a team across for me, That doesn't interest me in the slightest. I want to get around a brand new team, create my own history, start from scratch. I don't want to be just jumping on board a team with history that's not related to me at all.
2: I I agree with you, but if you're going to do it, you might as well give Northern Territory team at the same time. Keep an even amount of teams because we don't want an uneven amount of teams and they're being buys every week.
0: I don't mind being a buy every week. If we have one buy every week and we don't have buys in the middle of the year for three weeks, I'd be more than happy with that to have nine games still. And just one team missing out as the year goes on. It's just I, a bit lacking chance.
1: I agree with that. I, I don't have an issue with bringing another team in. I, I mean, given Northern Territory team would be good, but like Craig said, if, if that alleviates the three, three buy rounds
2: in the middle and we can just have a buy, like one team can have a buy each week, then that'd be good. Think about the fantasy impact boys. If every week one random team is now no longer playing. Yeah. Yep.
0: But think about the fantasy impact in those three buy rounds. Like we're trying to, find things to do in those buy rounds because we're not playing fantasy. I'd rather play an extra three weeks of fantasy than I would sit there and just ignore three weeks' worth of footy.
1: It also encouraged not to have, well, I mean, I don't know much about, i um, not
2: speaking for Classic here, but for Keeper League, it would just encourage you not stacking your team with, with one, one club. Think about you're playing round 23 grand final, for example, say if you've got three Western Bulldogs players and then they're on by that week, you'll literally lose your fantasy grand final just from scheduling.
0: Well, that's a good point you make now you say that because you wouldn't be able to play a 23-round because four teams are going to have an extra buyer. So now you mention that that is going to be an issue because four teams are going to have to have two buys. Otherwise, there's going to have to be some less games in some particular week to account for that 19th team. So doing a buy every week is not possible unless you shorten the season to... 18 game or 19 games to give everyone one buyer. What happens then in that in that case? Are there going to be double buyers? Like two or three teams will have to have a buyer for the last three weeks of the year or something. So there, there will be some impact if you're going to keep the season at 23 weeks. Going on
1: from you, Rick, though, if you're going to bring a Northern Territory team in, is, is it going to be too much
2: of an expansion bringing two brand new clubs into the AFL in one year? It potentially could be, but either way it's going to balance out the only thing is it's going to weaken the actual player pool across all the clubs um, because you've got more people and then it's going to be the same as Gold Coast and GWS they're either not going to be given enough or they're going to get given a little bit too much and waste it
0: I don't even know why they brought Gold Coast and GWS in I mean I get for a financial point of view and TV rights because they're big markets but if no one's watching footy there like who cares that was such a waste of time. You could have brought in a Northern Territory and Tasmanian team. Yes, financially it doesn't make sense, but what do you want from your footy? Like a better brand of football? Or you just want to look at empty stadiums every week because that's what you do. When I watch a GWS or Gold Coast game, there's no atmosphere even on the TV. I can't imagine being there. It would be crap. Yeah. Um back to
1: back to Tassie with the expansion that they're talking about. They're wanting about 30,000 fans every week. Um I think that is ludicrous to ask. I mean, I know, I know there's going to be a lot of people jumping on board the Tasmanian team if it does go ahead, but I was just doing some uh, reading earlier, and Gold Coast this year are only averaging 9,500 people to their home games. So why should a new team have to
2: average 30,000 when Gold Coast aren't even averaging 10,000 at a game? It'll pretty much be because Gold Coast were made for the AFL because they wanted to expand into that region, whereas Tasmania are asking for the team. So they're probably putting that on there so people of Tasmania realise if we do this for you, we actually want buyback from you. Do you think
1: 30,000 is too much to ask though? Half the teams in the league at the moment aren't averaging
0: 30,000
1: a
2: week. Does Tasmania have 30,000 people?
0: Well, it has about 500,000 people. I think Well, it has more than what Geelong has. I think they could generate the same amount of fans as Geelong, which get 35 to 40 every week. Even if you got 30,000, that's successful as far as I'm concerned. Because you don't make money from ticketing and gate. You make your money from TV rights.
1: Exa- yeah, exactly.
0: Like, it doesn't matter how many people you get through the gate as long as you've got some fans in the stands and then more people watch and then that's how you get your revenue from the TV rights. That's where everyone's money comes from.
2: Yeah, so they'll essentially just go back to if they perform well, obviously they're going to have bigger crowds and if they can pull some marquee players, that will also attract crowds. But that's where they're going to kind of need good management and help from the AFL to get those types of deals done.
0: I agree going to GWS like that's a ghost town out there as a football player you go there to hide I reckon that'd be boring as hell I'd rather go to Tasmania where at least people care about the football and you get recognized on the street and it's a quiet little place as well so it's not like the hustle and bustle of Melbourne or Adelaide you got your own little pocket down there and it's just a short flight across to Melbourne I think it's a great idea to have a team and I have a team name ready to go before we uh, announce a team name, I'm going to play the audio of um,
1: of a song that Craig reckons should be a uh, your theme song or just a bit of a reference song?
0: For no, me? this is the theme song for the new Tasmanian team. They're ready to go. This is the name that everyone is going to be jumping on board. Get ready for the merchandise to come out ASAP. It's going to be amazing. It's ready to go. All right, I'll play the clip now. Going down, I'm yelling timber, You better move. Okay, you've heard it first. The Tasmanian Timbers. Okay, successful team in American soccer. The Portland Timbers won many championships. Massive stadium, big green crown. Imagine it trees. Tasmania famous for its forestry. The Tasmanian Timbers entering the league 2026. It's going down. We're yelling timber.
2: The Tasmanian Devils is the number one. No name one
0: Tasmanian. is going to accept a devil because we already have the Melbourne Demons. We don't need devils. <laughs> That's lame. I know it rhymes. Hamer's Tiger, really cool. It rhymes. Tasmanian Timbers, it's different. I think devils and tigers is just too cliche.
2: Well, the tigers are already taken, but you're not saying Tasmanian devil is in a demon. You're saying the Tasmanian devil is in the animal, the Tasmanian devil.
0: No, we have demons already. Why don't we need devils? They're the same sort of mythical creature. We don't have any trees in the league, do we? You've got the cats, you've got the tigers. We don't have any trees though. We got a sun, but there's no trees in there. Think about that, it's going down. It's yellow yelling timber.
2: I'm not opposed to it. It's not a bad name, but I think that's one the for me. I mean, rolls old time.
0: Uh, bottom, bottom line, yes
1: or no, is it going to happen? Craig? In Tasmania, 100 percent's coming in. It's a done deal. Rick? It will happen
2: eventually, but not as soon as everyone thinks.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think it will happen, and I think it's going to be a good thing if
2: it does. All right, boys. So I've got some players here that are leaving their respective clubs or potentially to re-sign on. I want, I'm want, i going to give you a name, and I want to hear where, why, or stay or leave.
0: Do so we want to just alternate this, Peter? We'll alternate. We can, we'll take, oh, yeah, we'll oh, alternate. We can just
2: chime in. I'm going to All right, Craig, number one, Luke. Jackson
0: Luke Jackson will leave for Fremantle. If you're getting offered that much money at that age, go to Fremantle. You've got a flag with Melbourne. Go home, live your life, get a nice mansion on the beach, go, go love your football. Although I don't really know where he fits into their team, but he'll go anyway.
2: All right, Pete, you're up next with Bailey, the Goat Smith. I think Bailey stays, definitely.
1: He, did, he, did, he definitely stays, especially with the saga he's had this year. I
2: think um, he'll, he'll stick by. The Bulldogs, he'll stay. I agree. All right, Craig, next, back on to you, Angus Brayshaw.
0: Angus Brayshaw is going with Luke Jackson to Fremantle. You heard it first. He should have left last year to play with his brother, but he probably is glad he didn't because he now has a premiership. Go home, make Fremantle's midfield that much better. You'll win three or four at Fremantle instead of just one or two at Melbourne.
2: I agree with the Brayshaw, but I think Luke Jackson will stay. All right, he's an interesting one that I really hope this man comes to SA. But over to you, Pete, with Josh Dunkley. Dunkley.
1: He is in my fantasy team. I think. Um. I think Dunkley will. I hope the rumors are true. I hope he comes to SA. But I'm hoping he goes to Crows, not Port. I know. I know you're hoping he goes to Port, but um. I. I know we. I said this last week on the podcast, but get rid of Crouch. Ship him off. Um, and Dunkley
2: would be great at the Crows. So you're offering Matt Crouch, who's worth a packet of chips, for Josh Dunkley?
1: I'm not saying I'm offering him him for Dunkley, but I'm saying let's get rid of Crouch and bring Dunkley in.
2: I don't know what gets him here, but I reckon
0: he'll he'll come to SA.
1: All
2: right, here's an easy one for you, Craig. Tim Taranto.
0: Tim Taranto. Now, I'm really hot on getting him to Collingwood. I think this is all part of a bigger, grander plan to ship off Brody Grundy to Port Adelaide because they need a Ruckman, and then we ship off a few players like Amon and these other space fillers to GWS, Taranto to Collingwood in the gut. If Jordan degoey goes, even better. He just has a straight swap. Degoe to GWS the hideaway, Taranto to Collingwood. This is amazing. Going on
2: from that then, Rick, what do you think about would you have Grundy at Port if we had to absorb his $1 million contract, I don't think Port would do it. Port isn't a big club on, hey, come in, we're going to give you heaps of money. They are, if you want big money, they'll let you walk. Like me personally, like another one on the list, I might as well talk about it now. He was next. Carl Amon, he's gone. If he wants big money at Port, he's not going to get it. They will be happy, just see you later, and they'll take the supplementary pick for him.
1: I think, I think Port will, I don't think there'll be any rush to keep him on. Personally, I don't think, he's got good bursts of, he has some good games, but he's not consistent enough for me.
0: Port would be falling over themselves to get Brodie Grundy. That is the, probably the difference between them making a prelim and a grand final is having an all-Australian tri- three-time Ruckman in there winning hits, getting clearances, taking marks. Poor Adelaide would be falling over themselves. This is why they haven't made a grand final in 5, 10, 15 years because they keep buying
2: half-assed average players. So you would be paying Brodie Grundy $1 million when, let me just say, three SA players who potentially will be wanting to come back soon. You have Isaac Rankin, Jack Lakosius, and Jason Horn francis who probably all want to come back to SA, and you're going to blow out a big portion of your budget for Brodie Grundy who's realistically, his best already looks behind him.
0: Yeah, you are, 100%. He would have been the difference between poor making a prelim for the last three years and making a grand final. One player makes a difference. 18-year-old Horn Francis doesn't help your premiership window. Neither does Jack always injured lococious, or Isaac. I finally learned how to play football Rankin. What a waste of space that would be and money.
1: I think you said it there just though, Craig. You said that would have been the difference three years ago. I think now Grundy's, Grundy's prime is behind him. His, his season this year has gone down the, down the stink.
2: Just on that. If, though, Collingwood want to be stupid and do an Adam Treloar deal where they're going to pay a big portion of his contract, yeah, poor Dad will take him. But we're not paying $1 million a year. What, he's got five years left on that deal?
0: Yeah, at least five years at $5 million. I mean, let's be honest, Collingwood's made some stink
1: trades over the last few years.
0: Yeah, we have. What player were we talking about originally? Because I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, Tim Taranto. Tim Taranto. He's moving to Collingwood right in the guts.
2: All right, last one. Dan McStay, hot property apparently. So, rumours are he is going to be going back to Melbourne. So, what Melbourne club do you think he is a best suit for? And then where do you think he'll actually land?
0: He's coming to Collingwood. Just say it. It's already out there in the world, in the universe. He's coming straight, uh, Straight swap for Dagoe. Oh, I don't know if Dermot stays is that good. Like, he's like a budget Dagoe. Dagoe could probably take more contested marks, keep more goals than Derm State, who's a key forward. Derm is just filling a space that we need filled.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, if you bring Dan McStay into your club, he takes the heat from other players. So like your Oliver Henry and um, that other lanky dude in the forward lines. What's his name, Craig? Uh,
0: Mason Cox.
2: No, the normal full forward. Try again. He's like Brody, Brody. Majek. Brody, Majek. Brody, Majek
0: is the first forward on the list. He kicks more goals than Dan McStay has in his whole career in one year. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. Dan McStay comes to your club. He takes the number one defender. That guy gets better.
0: What do you mean? There's no way you're gonna take on Dan McStay as your first key forward over Brody
2: Mychek. Mychek is double the player McStay is. Yeah, but you're talking a big key forward in comparison to your mid hybrid forward. What the, do you mean? He's not even that tall, Dan McStay. He's
0: like 180, 195 He's he's nothing.
2: Yeah, and you're one sixty-two.
0: He's one one meter ninety-five. Okay, Brody. Oh, okay. So
2: he's almost as tall as Charlie Dixon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> but half as good as Charlie Dixon. Brody my check <laughs> is exactly 192, three centimetres less. Three centimetres. That's freaking like one and an inch. Okay, so for those of you that are listening to a podcast, those 30 people, I have something that's going to make you a bit of cash if you get it on the right week. Now, if you do a bet... On a player to get under a disposal amount. You are taking a risk. But in order to minimize your risk, you pick a player that gets often injured. Because you will still get paid out if your player gets under that amount of disposals. Example, if you bet on Zach Butters on the weekend to get under 20 possessions. He got injured in the end of the first quarter and got under 20 possessions. You would have got your money paid out. That's a eighty. You manage to pick two or three players every week that get injured. You increase your chances. You can make a $5, $6 bet, and if they get injured or get under their disposals, you're getting paid out. Um, there's also players testing hamstrings all the time. Anyone that's a soft tissue, Adam Trelaw would have been a good one who always gets out injured, um, who always is concussed. Tim English, you get him to get under possessions on the week. He gets out injured or concussed, bang, you're making money straight away. They will not void your bet if you go for under-disposals and they get injured. Pick the injury-prone players. You will make some money off of this. You heard it first.
1: All right, moving on. Um, We're going to do a quiz now, Pete's weekly quiz. Uh, It's going to be Craig and Rick head-to-head. And the winner gets... there isn't a prize so it's just bragging rights but you guys should be okay with that
0: you mean there's not a ps5 on the line unfortunately not because i'd throw it if it was an xbox on the line i would try much harder than a crappy ps5 sorry got distracted
1: yeah exactly why um there is no prizes uh
0: here's the rules i'm gonna read
1: a question um out and you guys need to buzz in with your name first buzzing gets an opportunity to answer the question once craig wait is that it that's exactly what you need to do i won rick you lost (laughs) um Correct answer, we move on. A wrong answer, the other person gets an opportunity to answer once. Best of five, you can buzz in before the question is finished, but I'm going to stop reading the question if you buzz in. That sounds fair to me. You guys good to go? Yeah,
2: I'm good buzz to go. Buzz in straight away, Craig, you won't. Oh, right.
1: I will. Question one, what was the name of the girl featured in the Barley videos with Jordan Dugowie? Uh,
0: starts with an R, Craig. You can't Google it. You can't Google it. Right, uh, I can't. You, you've, oh. said, you've said uh, you buzzed uh, in. Rachel. Craig, Rachel. That is incorrect. Rick. Rick. Rochelle.
1: Oh, we're off to a flying start. Both got the first question wrong. Craig. I thought, what was the correct Ruby.
0: answer? Remy Jackson. Craig, Remy Jackson. I honestly...
1: Thought that you guys would be all over that, so um, let's move on. Craig will be all over our OnlyFans in two weeks. Oh, he's already liked her on Instagram and following. So I he's, have... he's uh, top rated already.
0: She's flying up. She's got like an extra two or three thousand followers. It is happening so <laughs> fast for her. Twenty-one point two. She's up to now. She that's in the last three days. She's got four thousand followers.
2: <laughs> Next question.
0: Oh yeah. All right. Question two. Who kicked the most goals in Thursday night's
1: round opener, Richmond Carlton?
0: Craig.
2: It was Tom Lynch. <laughs> Rick Richmond won the game, so I'm going to guess Jack Rewalt. This is going badly, guys. Zero from two.
0: Wait, Craig, Charlie Kerno
1: again wrong. Harry Mackay. Yes, we Damn. got that. We got that. point. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that point because we're off to a a zero two otherwise. So Rick gets uh Rick gets the first point of the quiz. Shout out to Harry Mackay. Question 3. Which player got the highest AFL fantasy score this Rick, round?
2: Jack McCrae. Correct. Do you really? What did he get? 149. Interesting. Ooh, I don't I don't, I don't really know if I want
1: to deduct that now cuz he actually got 148. No, nah, they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so uh, that's uh that's 2 points to Rick, 0 points to Craig. Toby Green come in second, boys. <laughs> There's uh two questions left, Thanks, although Best of five. If uh, Rick gets this one, it's over. But um, I think we'll just go with all five anyway. All right, question four. Aside from Collingwood, who is the only other AFL team to have won its last four games?
0: Craig. Fremantle.
1: Incorrect. Rick? Brisbane
2: Lions. Wrong. Craig, Gold Coast. Coast. Both wrong again. Craig, Gold Coast. Wrong again.
0: Who the fuck else plays in the AFL? Craig Geelong.
1: That is correct. But, no um, point. That was like twelve attempts. That was, you no, that half was bullshit. The that was that was. You three... say your
0: name and get the right answer, and no, then you that, get a point. That That's was, the rules. That was three attempts. You it? did not say there's a limit on attempts.
1: I'll tell you what. I might have to make these questions easy next That's week. That's bullshit. I, I honestly thought you guys would get. Now, question five is even harder than that question. But I thought you guys would be all this over that. a bullshit that.
0: quiz. I answered my name and then said <laughs> the right answer. All right. Well, look.
1: Otherwise, it's going to be a clean sweep. So we'll we'll call that two one. So th- so this is for an equalizer. All right. Question 5 I'm back. There are three teams in the bottom eight currently. Teams in the bottom no, eight? Okay. Who have won four out of five last games. Name them
0: Craig, Collingwood, Bulldogs, Suns.
1: That is correct. However, I feel like you're on their website now. He
2: is. You, you well, can see it in his eyes. I am. Looking at it.
0: And there's actually only three teams that have won four the last five. Who's the other one? I Just said three teams. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Greg, yep. to right. all,
0: what's the bonus question? This, right. is on. this is game one.
1: This is a cheap first round. I have um, all the info up because I we're think doing that's a podcast. A DQ.
0: We're doing a podcast. I have all the info up. I'm constantly looking at stuff. Alright. This time all right,
1: this is a tiebreaker question. And because it's a tiebreaker question, no research allowed. Alright. But uh. this is the easiest question of the quiz because it was a tiebreaker and I anticipated this.
0: Okay, I'm not looking at anyone. Right. I'm in my corner here. Tiebreaker, corner here. tiebreaker here.
1: question. Who did Gold Coast defeat on the weekend to keep Craig. the finals dream alive?
0: Craig! They defeated the poor, actually, the Adelaide Crows. I was just <laughs> tricking you. Sucked in, loser.
2: All right, well, that's... Um, I would rather lose with integrity than win. Chief. I I agree. We're going to call... Not at
0: all.
1: Yeah.
2: What are you, the
0: moral police, Jordan? The goalie? Ooh! Go moral police yourself. It's a uh... quiz and you lost. Well, yeah. I mean, you lost, but... Um, no, you just lost. There's only winners or losers, and you're I reckon, the
1: loser. I reckon we
2: Congratulations, call... Google, on the win.
1: Yep. No, I,
0: re... I was on the AFL website. Shout
1: this, out uh, to Google. The, 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 <laughs> the inaugural uh, quiz result is going to be... The winner is going to be Craig. However, it's going to be like the COVID year, and there's going to be an asterisk next to that. Um, well, make sure you middle. clearly
0: define the rules. You just said, say, name and the right answer. You didn't say how many attempts.
1: I said one opportunity to answer.
0: Did you? I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast again. You should all listen to it and uh, find out who was right. Make sure you tweet in who was right. We don't have Twitter, actually.
2: The Googling was the problem, Craig.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. looking up news on the go. I'll
1: uh, make the uh, questions a little bit easier for you guys next week. I didn't realize that I was uh, having a head-to-head with two spots here. So um, we'll move on. Oh, we're going to move on to some fantasy talk. Um, we're going to talk about the rebuild target for 2023. Jake's given us another, uh, Jake from Tyrannical's given us another three players to look out for. Now, um, just before we start this sec- segment, uh, I don't know if you remember last week we talked about Jack Graham in this segment and Craig said he was a cancer. Um, and then he went on to get
2: 98 last round. Are we going to follow cut.
0: this for like eternity of the podcast now? Is this the thing? Yeah. So the Jack Graham watch, we just you want have to-, to
2: message him on Twitter and apologize. I'm not going to
0: say he has cancer. I'm saying he's a cancer for your fantasy <laughs> football team. Not that I make fun of cancer, but he's just a shit player to have in your team because he's so inconsistent. If, uh,
1: if you want a cancer that gets you 98, then um, pick up Jack Graham. No, i right, are um, not. Let's move on uh, to those three players that Jake's given us. Um, Craig, you can start us off.
0: Okay, fantasy rebuild for this week. The first player on the list is Tom Atkins. Now I was looking at him in our mid season draft. Uh, he wasn't picked up at the start of the year. That's because he keeps getting the ball. Um, he started off the year with some seventies, sixties, and he's into the eighties consistently with even a few nineties now. Um, he is twenty six, but if he holds this role, he's definitely a good chance for um going forward. Um what would we value him at? Uh sixth or seventh rounder, Jake says. If he's on the waivers, pick him up. But looking at the stats, he's owned by 89% of teams and started in 82%. So get him on board, trade for him, late picks before he goes to the roof and gets hundreds.
2: All right. Up next, we have Archie Perkins. This is probably a pretty good shout out. Um, So from Jake, he said that he probably looks like he's going to be one of the most important Essendon players moving forward. Um, And from his games, he's probably going to keep forward status for next year. He's still young, he's only 20 years of age, he's still got a long career ahead of him and eventually he will move into a full-time midfield role and if you hold him that year, that F is going to become really important. Um, So if you look back at his last few games, like in the last six rounds he's probably got like a 72-ish average, so pretty solid. Um, Yeah, I actually do like the shout. Jake said, if you can get him, fourth, fifth rounder should get it done.
0: He's only owned for those that haven't got him yet, in seventy percent of leagues. So thirty percent of leagues is on your waiver wire.
2: Go get him. Yeah, for a single season though, probably not as relevant. Keeper league, get around it.
1: Fair enough. All right, the last player we're going to talk about, uh, the Jake's given us, is Jack Carroll. My auntie's name is Carroll. Yeah, so another reason to pick her up. Uh, pick him up. <laughs> I mean, you can you can pick Rick's auntie up if you want, but um. <laughs> Jake Jake it hasn't listed the auntie. Jake hasn't listed the auntie in the uh, in the rebuild. It's only Jack Carroll. So, um, 19 years old, Carlton debuted in round seven this this year. Um, got an 87. His his start was the the best um, score that he's got yet. Um, he hasn't set the fantasy world on fire yet. Jake says, but he looks up to that level. One to keep an eye on. He got 29 touches in the VFL to push his case for the senior recall. Um, going forward, um, he reckons he's going to be sitting in the high 70s and is a good one for the Keeper League. Oh, he's owned by 18% of people actually already, but um, one to keep an eye on.
0: Okay, before we finish this segment, I got one little shout-out. His name is Will Ashcroft. He got 51 touches on the weekend, second most ever in the under-18s. If you do not own pick one next year trade everything to get pick 1 i already have pick 1 i'm very excited to have will ashcroft on my team i don't even care who's in the free agent market get pick 1 trade what you have to do to get it done you reckon he's
1: uh he's the number he 1 pick the by player he is the player
0: you want on your team next year he'll play round 1 he's already got 30 touches a week at vfl level he's just kicking it around like nick Dacos. get him in your team sam walsh 2.0 will ashcroft
2: just on that then, Craig, what would you trade pick one for?
0: No, I wouldn't trade pick one. Will Ashcroft is it. He's the best young kid in the draft, fantasy-wise, probably even talent-wise as well. So
1: no temptation at all to get rid of
0: pick one mm, for any trade. There's nothing that you could offer <coughs> me, unless your name is Sam Walsh, that I would take for Will Ashcroft. Right,
1: well, there, there is a figure on it then, Sam Walsh. Is Sam the, Walsh is the it. Starting, is the starting bid for his pick one. That
2: says enough Um. As the Sam Walsh owner of the league, I will definitely not be doing that trade. Yeah, that's a a big trade. That's That's okay. um,
0: Sam Walsh is older, so when Sam Walsh is older and retired and Will Ashcroft is still going, you'll wish you traded for him.
1: Well, that clearly says how uh, much Craig rates Will Ashcroft. So um, if you don't have pick one, like you said, get trading. Just on that then, let's have a quick
2: look. So...
0: We're looking at time-filling.
2: Does Will Ashcroft, in his maiden season, average 92.2?
0: Uh, does he average ninety two point two? It depends who he plays for, but there is potentially can get eighty plus in his first season comfortably. Second season, he'll hit ninety five in his second season. He's ready to go. You build your whole team around him.
2: How much better than Dacos is he going to be?
0: Then his first, as a the player overall, he'll be the equal of Dacos. I'm not sure he'll be better, but skill set wise, he he has it all as well. He's the equal of Dacos. Comfortably. He's a red-hot goer, and he's way better than Matt Rau. Forget him. He is fantasy trash. If you had him in your league and he's still sitting there, ignore him. If you don't and you want to trade for him, don't. He's a waste of space on your team. Only a team that Rick would own would trade to get Matt Rau.
2: Two back-to-back 100s isn't very good, is it?
0: Back-to-back 100s is not very good, no. What, not for his, Matt what's Rau. What's his previous that though? This yeah. Year. Oh, well, that's going to br- last Trash. two games, if I, don't make a player.
1: If I do recall, he definitely made spots of the, spots of the week. one. Uh, yeah, one Matt
2: Rao. He got like 30, 37 score, I reckon, off the top of my head. To be fair, though, like he has been pretty average, but the thing is he's looking better around the ground. He's tackling a lot more again. He's actually starting to accumulate. When he gets an outside game, he's going to be a fantasy beast.
0: I'll tell you why Matt Rao is getting 200s. They're called 11 tackles. You can't average 11 tackles every week. If he could, he would be getting hundreds every week, but he can't. Didn't get 11 that week. What did he get? Oh, 66. Didn't get 11 that week. What did he get? 36. Didn't get 11 that week. What did he get? 58. If he's not getting 11 tackles, he ain't getting 100. Forget about him. Matt Rowe is not someone you want. Okay, so just a little bit more fantasy talk before we finish up for the week. We're going to have a little talk about the player that we really want in our team and the player you should be going out and getting tomorrow. Rick's going to start us off with, if you can, three guesses for who it is. But yes, it's Bailey Smith, and
2: he's going to tell you why you should get Bailey Smith right now. All right. Realistically, this is probably going to be one of the only points in his career for the next five or so years where you're going to have a buy-low option. He's just going to come back. He's going to do his thing. ultra endurance plays long games. Marks, tackles, kicks, goals. This is your opportunity. Also, because of the four-week ban, there's only going to be a few games left. I doubt that they will take the forward status away from him next year. So potentially, he's got an opportunity to be the number one forward next year. Back to you, Craig.
0: Okay, there's a player that I think that you should be aiming for and that I should have got before the season. I'm sure you've heard about him on many podcasts. Jordan Dawson is the name. Why should you get him? This is his first year at the Crows. He's already averaging 104, and I think he keeps back status. He doesn't play in the midfield at all. He runs off half-back. He runs off half-forward. He might play off a wing now and again, but he doesn't spend enough time in the midfield to lose the back status or forward status. He's one that I would be jumping at to get in your team because I just think he slots in your back six and he'll probably be the top-rated defender at the end of the year. All right, I'm going to gonna I'm gonna go the, uh, the young route, and
1: I picked up, Brennan Cox in our uh, mid-season draft pick seven. He was on the waiver. Um, he's only average, or oh, he's averaged 79 so far for the season. However, his last five-game average is in the 90s. Um, and two out of the last three weeks, he's gotten over over the ton. Uh, he's only 23 back status. I think he's a good pickup. Um, his form is in at the moment with Frio going well. If you need some depth, um, if he's on your waiver, I think he's he's a good choice to grab.
0: Would Brennan Cox be a good play to grab if he didn't have spoils in our league worth two points, Peter? Yes. Really? Yep. How sure are you? <clears throat> I'm sure. Because he got six spoils worth 12 points in Hawthorne. That's 110 to a 98. He's he still take
1: a 98 as a defender.
0: Four spoils against Melbourne. That would bring him down to 96. So you're probably right. It doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter. I'd still take him as a averaging mid-90s defender.
0: Yeah? Would you now?
1: Yeah, at only 23. Can't go wrong. All right, we're going to move on to our next segment. We're going to do this every week. It's called Rick's Reach Out. Um, take it away, Rick. Rick's Reach Out. Rick's Reach Out!
2: <laughs> so what I'm going to do is every week, I'm just pretty much going to, like, internet hassle a football player and hope to get a response. So the first week, I'm going to go after the person that I'm renaming my fantasy team around. Um, so next year, my fantasy team will be called Bailey Goat. So in honor of Bailey Smith, I've messaged him and said, saying, hey, mate, live now, feel free to call and join the podcast. He hasn't responded to me, so I'm quite upset. This is also six messages deep, so I really am trying my best to reach out to you. Please get back to me, Bailey Smith.
1: All right, so Rick said we're going to do this every week. So if there's a certain player that you want him to message or a certain thing
2: that you want him to say, um, send us a message on uh, Facebook or TikTok. So anyone out there, if you've got a message for Matt Rouse, send it through and I'll message old mate. Thanks for tuning in to the Footy Feast podcast. We're done here tonight. Thanks for listening to us. Hope you got fed because that's what we're here for. We're to feed you more football feed content. Um, Make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify. Follow us on Facebook and TikTok. And, yeah, that's it.
0: And if you have any questions for us, make sure you send them in and we'll talk about whatever the hell you want to hear.